The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. If your organisation, school or sporting club was impacted by the bushfires, you can apply for a bushfire recovery grant by visiting combank.com.au forward slash bushfire recovery. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 1st of June. In your squiz today, violent protests in the US, the US pulls out of the World Health Organization, repaying robo-debt and remembering the three Ps. This is your squiz today. There have been protests in at least 30 US cities following the death of George Floyd, a black man who was killed after a police officer knelt on his neck until he stopped breathing. The images of the burning, looting and really often brutal clashes with police were everywhere over the weekend and at least 1,700 people have been arrested so far. It's really a developing situation, Claire. There's been uh, a lot of chaotic scenes again overnight and reports say that police have upped the aggression as some state leaders impose overnight curfews uh, and call in the National Guard to try and regain control. There are a number of big protests across the country, particularly bad in Minneapolis, of course, where that uh, incident occurred uh, back on Monday last week, but also looking at cities like Los Angeles, where about a third of the arrests have been made. Uh, Also Atlanta, Chicago, Denver, New York are some of those cities that have been affected um, significantly and the White House continues to be targeted in Washington DC. The unrest started in Minneapolis but it's really turned into a national cry for action in protest over years of black deaths in the hands of police. And of course a lot of people have pointed to America's long history of uh, bad race relations and all of this coming to a head particularly with that George Floyd case but also looking in February there was the killing of Ahmed Aubrey who was a Mm. 25 year old black man. Uh, It took quite a bit for authorities to arrest the two men who were in involved in that. Uh, Also, the coronavirus crisis has disproportionately affected black people, uh, not only their health, but also they've lost jobs at a rate that Mm. white Americans haven't. It seems that it's going to be a while before things calm down. Yeah, and big questions about where this is all leading and what it's going to head towards. No one really has any of the answers to that yet. But there are a few themes that are really clear. There's a lot of scrutiny on Donald Trump's response. Uh, As the president, he's been seen to inflame the situation with some very strongly worded tweets, uh, which have been a bit in contrary to his uh, spoken statements where he's urged calm. Uh, Also, the media has been targeted in a way that has really shocked them. Uh, Not only have some of their reporters been arrested by police, they've also been targeted by protesters. And of course, health officials are very concerned about the spread of coronavirus with Mm -hmm. protesters missing that social distancing memo. But still a lot of questions to answer about what it all means and where it's heading. Still in international news, Claire, President Donald Trump has pulled the pin on the US's relationship with the World Health Organization. Something that they were leading up to, Donald Trump a few weeks ago said that he was concerned about how under China's control that United Nations health body was, uh, and he has pulled the pin. The United States is the largest funder of the World Health Organization. It, of course, is a very critical time with a global pandemic, and there have been plenty of people calling on him and the US to reconsider that position. 
Back home and the coronavirus restrictions in several Australian states are lifting ahead of schedule as our cases remain down. But some tough news for those waiting on lists for elective surgery, Claire. That surgery list is an interesting one. Of course, it's only been on hold for a few months because hospitals needed to have capacity freed up to deal with an influx of COVID-19 patients. That never happened and surgery is starting to come back online, but it's going to take quite a bit for them to catch up. There's some good news for netball fans, though. The Super Netball season will kick off on August 1 and they're committing to a full 60-game season. A key part of our coronavirus response has been the formation of the National Cabinet, state and territory leaders meeting twice a week with federal leaders to talk policy responses. It's now looking to be a permanent feature, Claire. Yeah, probably won't meet as often as it has through the crisis, (laughs) but certainly it seems to be a better vehicle for those leaders to have conversations about issues that are very important. COAG, uh, which is the Council of Australian Governments, has been the way that they've done that in the past, but it seems like they're in a bit of a rhythm with this national cabinet set up. Still on politics news, the government's robo-debt scheme is one that saw thousands of inaccurate debt notices sent out to people. It's now been announced that the government will refund 370,000 unlawful Centrelink debts worth around $721 million. And Attorney General Christian Porter yesterday said that if legal action from some who have been stung by those debts is successful, that the bill could be more than $1 billion. Of course, the government doesn't have a lot of cash at the moment Mm. to be spending, but it was a big issue that came to a head last year when the government suspended the process of basically computers at the back end of the welfare department spitting out debts when it was just taking one piece of information from the tax office and averaging it over a year. And that, of course, led to a lot of debts that weren't quite right. Uh, A lot of people, Bill Shorten says, have been put through a lot of pain and trauma. Uh, Bill Shorten, of course, being the Labor spokesperson who has championed that cause for quite a few months now. The government will begin contacting those affected and repayments are due to start from the 1st of July. Before we start wrapping up the podcast today, a message now from our podcast partner, HelloFresh. If you get the guilts every time you throw out veggies you definitely thought you'd use or you realise you've overcated on the pasta again, you might like to consider HelloFresh. HelloFresh sends you the exact ingredients needed for each of their recipes, which helps you to reduce your food waste. All you need to do is pick your meals and a box of fresh ingredients is delivered to your door. Head to HelloFresh.com and use the code SQUIZ90 squiz and you'll get $90 off across your first four boxes. I'll put a link to the HelloFresh website and that code in the episode notes. At 21 years old, Kylie Jenner was on the cover of Forbes magazine with the title of the world's youngest self-made billionaire. Now, a year later, Forbes have turned around and said, not true. Yeah, and it's an issue, of course, because Forbes really staked a lot of its reputation on the declaration that Jenner was the youngest self-made billionaire ever a lot people look to it to make those definitive statements about people's wealth and a lot of people get very caught up in that so uh, when it did make that statement it was certainly a thing and now it says that it's looked over a lot more financial records that it had availability to with Jenna selling uh, a majority stake of her makeup
makeup business to beauty company Coddy uh, and says that it seems that her wealth isn't in the billionaire stakes. But mm-hmm. look, she's just worth a cool 900 million US dollars or so. So, you know. I think she'll be okay. <laughs> she'll probably be fine. And apologies to anyone eating their brekkie while listening to this story, but an island of wet wipes, an island of wet wipes, has been found clogging up a Darwin wastewater pond, and it's all due to COVID-19, Claire. Look, we won't go into the details of this one particularly, (laughs) except to say that with the toilet paper shortage of March and April, uh, people made alternative arrangements, and that is making sanitary workers life hell, not just in Darwin, but in council um, sewage projects processing plants around the country. What we will say is remember the three P's, pee, poo and paper, nothing else. And that's all we're going to say. Yeah, that's as far as we can go over breakfast, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> What's the subject line today, Claire? So the subject line today, I've gone for a James Brown protest song, Say It Loud. It's all about black pride, uh, Mm. all about uh, a protest movement. Well, that's very appropriate for today, I think. There was a lot of news covered today. A little reminder that our Squiz Shortcut series is always there if you're wanting a bit more context to topics that come up in the news quite a bit. And if there's something you'd like us to cover, email your suggestions through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. Have a great Monday and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.